Hey, this is Julian, and I am the founder of Purpose. I want to thank you for joining us today. But before we go into the message, can we just thank God for bringing us through a year like 2020? I think we can all agree that 2020 was an interesting year, to say the least. But this is a new year, and we know that God wants to do a new thing. And God gave us a word to hold on to for 2021. I believe that this is the year of evidence. Psalm 27, 13 says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Will you believe that with us this year? That we will see the goodness of God this year in our family, in our friends, in our community. This is the year of evidence. And we are excited to see what God is going to do, not only in you, but through you. Listen, the best is yet to come. If you know that God has been faithful, if you know that God has been good, can you just give God some praise right there where you are? I don't know where you are, whether you are in your car, you are in your living room, you are in the kitchen getting food ready. But can we just give God some praise and some thanksgiving for allowing us to be here today? Listen, it is Monday. I get it. It's Monday. A lot of people have this bad stigma about Mondays and Mondays is such a drag and Mondays suck. Let me just tell you something. Mondays don't suck. Sometimes our mentalities do. Okay. That's just the truth. I've told my leaders this many times that Mondays don't really suck. They don't, they're not bad. It's, it's sometimes the way we perceive them, right? It's, it's the way we start our, our, our week. But the fact that you're listening I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. But at the same time, you started off your week right, Uh, whether you started yesterday at church or today listening to this podcast. Listen, I'm telling you, God has something in store for you. If we can just focus on the goodness of God, if we can just focus that that it was by his presence, it was by his provision. It's because of his grace that we are here today. If we can just focus on that. We would listen, our, our our gratitude is it's not based on what happens to us, but who lives within us. That's where our joy comes in. That's where our gratitude comes in. And one of the things that I've learned about especially 2020 is that your focus and your faith ha- was tested or challenged in some kind of way. Right. Can we all agree on that? Can, can we listen? Can we start on the basis of man, 2020 really tested or really challenged my faith? And, and really tested my focus. And, and I don't know about you, but, but 2020 had its, its ups and downs. It wasn't a bad year for everybody. I know there was a pandemic. I know there was people getting sick. I know there was things that were lost and people that were lost. However, God was still doing a good thing. And, and, and let me tell you something. There's something about 2020 that we needed to go through so that we can appreciate 2021. And I and and I don't know about you, but I, I man, 2020 was really a year where my faith and my focus were tested. And listen, if you guys have ever been to an eye doctor, you will see some of the things that you know uh, that need work on. Whether you are nearsighted or farsighted, you will know because you're you're focusing on something. And let me tell you. What the enemy did for evil, God will use it for our good. 
And, and listen, I got a word for you today. How, how many of you that are listening on the other side of this device, you need a word from God? Listen, I, it's like I need a word from God. I don't just want, I don't just like the word. I don't just want the word. I need the word of God. I I want tacos every single time I, I, I get out of service on Sunday. I want uh uh, I don't know, hot Cheetos with cheese when I'm watching a movie. I want that. But I need God's word. I need his presence. I need God's word to guide me. I need God's word to sustain me. I need God's word to strengthen me, to give me peace, and to remind me that no matter what the season is, I can find joy if I look hard enough. Listen, I, can I tell you something? You know the scripture where it says, uh, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. You know, when you look for something, when the scripture is, is talking about the yes, you know, seek and you shall find, seek the presence of God, seek the promises of God, seek the promotion, seek this, seek that, of course. But it also applies to the other thing or to the other side of the spectrum. If you look hard enough of all the crap that has happened to you, if you are looking hard enough of all the people that left you, if you look so hard enough on what you lack and what you need in your life or how the plans didn't go according to the way you imagined, you are going to find it. Think about it like this. If you're going to a restaurant and you look hard enough to see something wrong with it, guess what? At one point, you're going to find it. But if we can just shift our focus or rather that energy to focus on the goodness of God, on the promises of God, on what remain, because a lot of us have this ability to pinpoint and see what was gone or what was taken away or who left rather than who stayed and what we still have. And, and I'm telling you, the word of God has that ability to remind us that in every season, to rejoice, and that every season we can find joy if we look hard enough. I want, I want to go to the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Now, this is a very well-known scripture. This is a very well-known uh, book, and, and this scripture is used so many times, but, but I want to talk about it today uh, to remind you that you can still find joy even in the moment of suffering or in the moment of weakness. And chapter verse, verse four says, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. No, I'm sorry. Let me, let me go back to that. Rejoice in the Lord when all things go right. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. For those people in the back that are stubborn and that that are just getting a pity party, rejoice in the Lord always in the good seasons and in the bad seasons when everything goes right and when everything goes wrong. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again for the people that did not hear me the first time. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Can we just thank God that he's near? Come on, right there we are. Thank God that he is near to you. He would have he could have all the 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 right, the reasons to not be close to us because we are petty, we are we are stubborn, but God still is near 
to us. Can we just appreciate God for that, that the Lord is near? But let your gentleness be evident. I know you're going through some situations. I know you're going through a hard time, but let your gentleness be evident. In other words, your gentleness is a byproduct of you being in the presence of God and also rejoicing in the Lord. Let your gentleness, your gentleness is not based on on the things that you have or the season that you're currently in. Gentleness is who you are. Is that no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to let my gentleness be shown. Why? Because it's not what happens to me. It's who lives in me. If God is in me, if Holy Spirit resides inside of me, I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be considerate. I'm going I'm to show love and grace. Does that make sense? And it said, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, this is the key word right here, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your goodness. I pray that every word that proceeds from my mouth shall come from the depth of your heart. We honor you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. T today, I want to speak to you on the subject, faith and focus. Faith and focus. I love the book of Philippians. And if you've been in church long enough, you know some of the most quoted scriptures are from this letter, right? That, uh, like this one, rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, also, and my God will supply all your needs. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, these are some of 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 Paul's uh, greatest hits, right? I, I can do all things to Christ who gives me strength, being confident that he who began a good work in you will complete it in the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, for to me, to life is to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Um, uh, do not be anxious about anything. Here's another one. But one thing I do is forgetting forgetting what is behind and straining forward for what is ahead. Listen, Paul. You got to understand one thing. Paul wasn't writing this uh, this letter to the church in Philippi when he was in, uh, you know, in quarantine somewhere watching Netflix or uh, watching Disney Plus, but rather in chains in Rome. Paul wasn't writing this letter on vacation. He was actually in prison. And so it's a bit annoying and a bit unorthodox when Paul is saying rejoice in the Lord always while he is in chains and while he's in captivity, while he is is not free. And, and Paul was right now. Here's the thing. It's, it's weird to say because Paul was in quarantine, but not in quarantine like many of us were. Right. Like he he wasn't in quarantine, uh, uh, you know. Like some of us were, you know, in, in, in the summer of 2020 watching Netflix or, you know, uh, eating and whatever. He was in chains and, and, and it really, really highlights of, of the perspective and the mindset of Paul. Because just for a, a fun fact, the word joy or rejoice is mentioned more than 16 times in in, in the in this book in this letter to the Philippians and and to the logical and analytical person this is pretty dumb because because who in their right mind will endorse uh joy 
while suffering, right? Like if you're a very analytical person, if you are somebody that, 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 you know, that has to have everything make sense out of everything, this letter will really just annoy you to the degree because it, it doesn't make sense why somebody would promote rejoicement or joy while they are in suffering. It, it doesn't make sense. I know I couldn't. I would not be able to do this. Think I'm thinking like if I'm in jail, right? I, I'm thinking like like if I'm in prison and and there's people that are that 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 are 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 I don't know that are outside and, and I'm just going through hell and high water. I, I cannot do it. Don't first don't judge me, okay? I would not be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to tell people, hey, rejoice in the Lord always. I would I'd be like, look, y'all need to do something to gather money to get me out of this prison. I cannot handle. I love food. I it, it's just my 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 bunkmate, my the person sleeping next to me. I mean, he he, he stinks. Listen, you gotta get me out of here. But that wasn't Paul's uh approach. Is rejoice in the Lord always. You know, uh Last last uh, last year, around uh, the week before uh, Thanksgiving, it, it was one of those weeks that you just I just had one of those weeks. Let me put it like this: that you just wanted to punch somebody. Have you guys ever been there, or was is it just me? Like you, you just want to punch something or someone that that I'm telling you, like you just it's just one of those weeks that you everything will annoy you. It's like one thing after another. Let me let me let me tell you about my week. Maybe if you had a bad week or you had a bad last week or maybe last year, maybe it'll make your your week a little bit better. It's like thinking like man, if if he went through that, maybe my life because. When I read the scriptures and when I read what Paul went through, I think like, man, God, like my life is is like this and 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 this happened and this and this and that. And and then when I look at the life of Paul, I'm like, mm, maybe my life is not really that bad. Maybe I, I I'm I'm maybe I'm not my, my week or my life is not really that bad if I compare it to Paul. But but here's the thing. Uh uh, the week before for Thanksgiving, um, first and foremost, I got I had like a like uh, a, an infection cut on my foot, so I couldn't walk right. Uh, I got the news that one of my high school friends passed away. My grandfather, he was really really sick. Uh, thank God he's he's a lot better now. And to make matters worse, a week before Thanksgiving. They they break they break into my car and steal my backpack and in my backpack had my laptop my iPad, uh, books, uh, all my stuff there, and 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 it was like one thing after another. I was almost going to talk about today about about Job, uh, but it, it it was it was just one of those things that it was one thing after another, and I feel like that the two areas that that have been tested is our faith and our focus. Come on, who can agree? The enemy used fear to attack our faith and distractions to shift our focus. Now, I'm telling you, it was one of those weeks that that it, it was just bad. Like I said, I was going to talk about Joe, but uh, maybe what I went through was a bit elementary compared to what Job went through. And, and, and when, when my, 
my backpack was stolen. I was so devastated because I had, I had, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, purpose stuff there. I had ministry stuff in there. I had memories. It, it wasn't necessarily the material. It was a content inside. And then my iPad too, I had my, my sermons and all that good stuff, my notes. And, and when, I, when it was, uh, when when it was all said and done, my, my wife, bless her heart, she she asked me a question. She asked me, what is the Lord trying to teach you? Right? Like, she asked me that uh, when we got home. He said, well, what is the Lord trying to teach you? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not trying to hear from the Lord. I'm not, I, I don't know what God is trying to teach me. I'm not trying to hear from God. I'm trying to hear from the cops to see if they already caught somebody. I'm not trying to hear what God is trying to teach me. Have you ever been there? I was like, you are so much in your mood that you're not paying attention to what God is trying to teach you, to what God is trying to show you, because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to distract you from your focus. And I felt the Lord speak to me in these words of Paul because I, after after I calmed down, after I was just thinking, I was like, I was like, God, like what, what are you trying to teach me? Like what, what is it, God? It's, I mean, man, they 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 stole all my stuff. What what are you trying to teach me? And 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 when my wife asked me that, what is the Lord trying to teach you? I, mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not thinking about that right now. Not I'm, I'm thinking about all the things that I lost. I'm thinking about. What was stolen? And the Lord spoke to me. I felt the Lord speak to me in the words of of, of Job and uh, of Paul. I'm sorry. In in Philippians one uh, seven seventeen through eighteen, and and it says like this because Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, and and really they 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 were going through through some stuff, and it says like this. Uh, it says like this in in Philippians chapter 1 verse 17 it says like this the former preached Christ out of selfish ambition uh, not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains have you guys ever felt that that the enemy will still stir up trouble for you while you are still in chains or while you are still down but what does it matter the important thing is that the, that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is being preached. And because of that, I rejoice. So Paul is asking a question and, and the Lord really spoke to me on this. He said, and we'll come to my first point that I want to share with you today is what does it matter? Well, what does it matter? And, and, and here's the thing that I want to tell you. You have to decide what matters. That's my first point. Decide what matters you you have to decide what matters you you will waste your energy and battles that you were never meant to fight only to not have the energy to fight the battles that you do need to fight and let me tell you this we are experts i'm telling you we are experts at, at seeing the things that were lost and focusing on the people that left rather than the people that stayed what does it matter you listen, we have to come to a point and we have to come to a place where we got to decide what matters. And I felt the Lord speak to me on that. What really matters? You got to decide what matters. Does does your laptop matter? Does your iPad matter? Does your does your backpack matter? What does it matter? What what does it matter? You got to decide what matters. Or what matters is that your life wasn't endangered 
nor your the life of your wife. You got to decide what matters. What does it what does it matter? Because a lot of us will lose will lose our focus and we will we will be distracted on the things that were lost. Listen, we can uh, we can be so focused on what people say against us than what God has already said about us. You got to decide what matters. Many of us, we have put so much focus and emphasis on the people that talk bad about us than what God has already said about us. We do. And let me tell you something. You can either focus on the critics or you can focus on your character. You got to focus on one of them. You got to decide what matters. Are you going to what what matters is 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 what people say about you is what was lost is what was stolen it what it what what didn't come to pass or what did come to pass you got to come to a point uh purpose fam that you have to decide what matters because when we decide what matters that's where our focus is and 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 can I tell you I know you can you don't see me because it's through a a, a podcast but Imagine you have a magnifying glass, right? Or a magnifying, uh, yeah, a magnifying glass, and, and and you are you are focusing on a certain detail because we we do this, we focus on on the things, that, and 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 it comes to my point too. We we magnify what we focus on. We magnify what we focus on. What you focus on will become bigger. Think of it as if you're looking through a magnifying glass. What you focus on is what will magnify. And and in the same chapter, in verse 22, it says like this. If I am to go on living in the body, this will be fruitful for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better. But it is also necessary for me to remain in the body. So here's the thing. This is what Paul's saying. I have to choose one. Yes, I want to live with Jesus. Yes, it'd be so much better for me to be in heaven already, for me to die and to live to live with Christ. But it's beneficial as well for me to stay here for the body. But I have to decide what 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 what, what matters, and I need to focus on what, because we we have to come to a point that we have to choose what we focus on. I'm telling you, what we magnify. We focus on. Here's my question. What is taking center stage in your mind in this the beginning of this year? Because I'm telling you, what, what is magnified in your life can be what is taking center stage in your focus. Well, what is taking center stage? In your, because you can easily focus on all the things that went against you. Or you can focus on how God sustained you. But you got to decide what you're going to focus on. Are you going to focus on your problems or are you going to focus on his promises? Are you going to focus on on what you didn't get or what God has in store for you in the front? Are you going to focus on what everything went on in 2020 or, or, or of the goodness of God that you're going to see this year? What are you going to magnify? Because, listen, if the enemy cannot destroy you, he will distract you. 
And that's what he wants. He wants you to focus on the things that don't even matter. Here's a quote that I like by Pastor Francis Chan. He said this. It says, the fear, our greatest fear should not be of failure, but at succeeding at things in life that really don't matter. In other words, what you focus on will determine the trajectory of your life. What you focus on will be, uh, let me put it like this, what you focus on will be the narrative and the perspective of your life. And the devil wants your faith and he wants your focus. But let me tell you something. You have to protect it. You do. Can I tell you something? Your joy is found in your perspective. Your 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 your, your joy is found in your perspective. Because listen, I'm telling you, if you've been in church long enough, I, I said this on our IG live uh this past thursday if you've been in church long enough you know that there's certain things that church people say that sound cute but when you really think about it they're not really true like for example i don't know if you guys have ever heard this this uh uh this quote if the if the enemy did not give it he cannot take it away right if the if the enemy didn't give you peace he cannot take away your peace you know, and I've always preached that. I've I've said that so many times. I've yelled it from the top of my lungs on top of a of the roof. I've if the enemy did not give it to you, he cannot steal it away. But but when I experienced what I experienced the week before Thanksgiving, my perspective changed. I realized that that wasn't true. That even though that the enemy did not give you joy, he can steal it, because his strategy is to kill, steal, and destroy. That is his strategy. That is his, his, his heart to steal, kill, and destroy. And the way he does it is that he'll distract you or he'll steal you if you, don't, if you leave your joy unattended or unprotected, rather. Which goes to my next point. Because the devil wants your faith and he wants your focus. But you have to protect it. And, and, and comes to my last point. You have to protect your perspective. You got to protect your perspective. You know, we read rejoice in the Lord always, right? We rejoice in the Lord. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident. The Lord is near. Uh, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation through prayer and thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, uh, present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. But verse 8 and 9 says like this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Listen, I've learned the hard way. That just because the enemy did not give you joy, just because the enemy didn't give you the peace, doesn't mean that he cannot steal it away. The way that he can steal it is when you leave your joy and your peace and your love and your promises and all your, the God, what God has given you unprotected. Whoever stole my backpack obviously didn't buy or give me that backpack 
or give me that that laptop or everything that was in there. But I didn't I didn't make sure that my doors were locked. I didn't make sure that my car was protected. So even though they didn't give it doesn't mean he uh, they didn't take it or steal it. And the enemy will steal your joy if you don't protect it. How can I protect it, Julian? Well, I'm glad you asked. You protect it by remaining in the presence of God. Yes, the Lord is near, but are you near to the Lord? You got to be so close under the shadow and under the wings of God that you are protected by his promises. You're protected with his word. You are reading his word. You are spending time with the Lord intimately, not just on Sundays, but you are spending time with him to getting to know him. Because the closer you are to God, the further the devil has his jurisdiction of you. Yes, oppositions will come. Yes, battles will, will, will arise. Yes. But can I tell you, there are certain battles that you don't even know that God is protecting you from. But you got to protect your perspective. You got to protect what the Lord has given you. You got to set your eyes on the things above and not the things here on earth. Can we tell God today that you have my attention? My focus is on you Jesus, even though 2020 was crazy, 2021, God, you have my attention. You, my focus is on you, God. I want to do your will. I want to walk in your plans. I want to walk in your promises for my life, God. You got to protect your perspective, purpose, family. You have to. If not, the enemy will come and steal you. Think about it like this. If we lock our doors, if we lock our car doors, if we make sure that our doors, our locks, our windows, our alarms are set, why can't we do that in a spiritual? That we have our alarms set at, at, that at the point where the enemy tries to creep in, there's this alarm that goes off knowing full well somebody is intruding into my peace. Why do you think that there was high walls in the walls of Jericho, or rather in any kingdom, is not only to keep people out, but is to protect what's what's inside. Because let me tell you something, the enemy will never go into a place that is that there's no value in. The enemy will never try to break in into a house that there's no value in there. It would be stupid for a thief to go into a house to steal spoons. He, he, he's not looking for plastic spoons or for paper plates. He's looking for the value and the purpose and the plans that God has in your life or rather the plans that he had in your life way before you entered this world. But you got to protect your perspective. First and foremost, you got to decide what matters. What does it matter? What matters? What matters to me? Is, is getting all these likes on Instagram, is being social media uh, being a social media influencer or, or being Instagram famous or TikTok famous, does that is that really what matters? Or that my family is serving the Lord? Or that my relationship with God is healthy? Well, you got to decide what matters. And when you decide what matters, you got to focus on that. And you got to keep your focus on that because the enemy will come and try to distract you so that you will not focus on the plans that God has for your life. And once you focus on that, you got to protect it like your life depended on it, fam. You got to protect it. You got to protect your family. You got to protect your relationship with God. You got to protect your testimony. 
You got to, oh my goodness, I'm going to preach on that right now. You got to protect your testimony in public and in private. Protect your testimony. Because the enemy will come to want to corrupt it and pervert it. But there is so much greatness inside of you that I believe, again, that this is the year that we will see the evidence of the goodness, the faithfulness, and the provision and the promises of God. I truly believe that. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let 2020 define the rest of my life. I know that God wants to do a new thing. I know that God wants to do something through me and in me. And I just want to remain available and I want to be obedient. Listen, there's so many things that we're going to have in store for, for 2021 as 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 a, as the purpose family and and even in in the region so wherever you're listening from uh, whether you're listening to it as soon as it, it came out on today on monday or later on the week protect your perspective magnify what you we magnify what we focus on and you got to decide what matters but no matter when you're listening to this i truly believe that there is greatness inside of you and that you were born for such a time like this. I said this uh, before. Uh, before the people of Israel were, the people of God were slaves to Egypt, he already had Moses in mind. So before they ever entered Egypt, Moses was already in the heart and in the mind of God. So before we ever entered a pandemic or entered a year or a season like this, he had you in mind to make a difference in your city and in your region. So no matter where you are here in the United States or somewhere around the country or around the world. Can I tell you that you were born for such a time like this to make a difference in your region, in your city and in your community? God wants to use you. You have a purpose over your life. And again, our goal and our mission is to inspire people to fulfill and discover their God-giving purpose. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, first and foremost, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. Father, we believe that the best is yet to come. And today we decide what matters, Lord. Our relationship with you matters, Lord. We decide what matters. And also, Father, we, we will we will magnify what we focus on. We want to focus on your word. We want to focus on your promises. We want to focus on the things that you have in store for us. We want to focus on your plans. And we want to partner up with you, God. And, and, and also, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that, that every single person that is listening to this, that their joy will be protected, God. That they will be on guard and that they, they will be aware from the lies and the attacks of the enemy, Lord. That you, your spirits, Lord will be so sensitive to your spirit, God, that they will be alerted, Lord. They will be made aware, Lord. They will be vigilant from the schemes and the plans of the enemy. Lord, I bless each and, each and every person that is on the other side of this device, Father. Every person that, that is under the sound of my voice, Lord, I bless them. I thank you for them. This is the Purpose Family, Lord, and, and we we are going to let people know that we want them to discover and fulfill their God-given purpose here on earth. The best is yet to come, and we're just so thankful, and we're honored, and we're blessed 
that you have chosen us to fulfill your promises here on earth. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We want to thank you again for joining us today. We hope that that message was a blessing to your life. We also want to thank everyone who give generously to this ministry. Look, our goal is to reach people from all over the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And with your help and your contribution, we are able to reach people and expand this ministry. So if you'd like to give today, the link is found in the description. We are grateful that you would partner up with us today. This is the year of evidence, and we are believing that you will see God's provision and goodness this year. Would you help us share this message with a friend or share it on your social media story? And if you'd like, tag us. We'd love to connect with you. And remember, you have a purpose over your life. Have a blessed week.